That was an illegal play. You cannot pull a running back. I didn't back. pull anybody. What? He fell into my lap, <laughs> and I was... He was pushing me, and I was just trying to not fall down. I'm like, I, I'm just, oh! <laughs> Jason, you're clearly grabbing the man holding him up. Erroneous! Erroneous <laughs> on all counts! Welcome back, baby, to New Heights, a Jukes original show presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. New Heights is a show. That needed a little extra time this week. We need just a little extra time in OT to get the thing done, if you know what I'm saying. Dub City, baby. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big bro, Jason Kelsey, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Cincinnati Bearcats to add to it. Um, New Heights comes out every single Wednesday, but this week is special. We're coming to you on a Tuesday because we're dropping our conversation with Jalen Hurts on Thursday. That's right, the star quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles and my brother's biggest bromance right now. And uh, you guys are not going to want to miss that one. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, on top of that, follow us on all social media platforms at New Heights Show. Jason, what we got coming up? As always, we got a great show, Trev. We got a <laughs> again. We got the Chiefs overtime win, big overtime win. We got the Shazam. Got the Philadelphia Eagles win in Houston, and we're gonna Pow! look at some uh, wild coaching changes. Wild, wild though. Uh, no, but first, okay. as always, as no. always, it's time for new news. New news. There we go. Still the number one sports podcast in the world. Yeah! Heights. And First like place. Said, yeah, and like Trav said earlier, we got a very special episode coming up this Thursday with Jalen Hurts, our first in-person interview. Can't wait for that to air. It's going to be a doozy. You guys are going to love it, man. Jalen's the best. He's awesome, man. Such a fun interview. Um, let's not forget about the biggest news from this past week. You turned 35 years old, man. How about yeah. that, man? It's yeah, Time's flying, isn't it, man? It is flying, yeah. You know, for, for an NFL offensive lineman, I believe I've officially hit uh, midlife. So, um, <laughs> Any crisis? It's a crazy Any crisis feeling. going on right now? Or are you, you pretty... Lots of crisis. A lot of crisis. Uh, going through the... Uh, quickly getting to the end of my NFL career whenever that happens, <laughs> but it's getting here. Quickly getting there. <laughs> We're quickly getting to the, uh, uh, you know... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it. Uh, but well, just yeah, tell us how of, your birthday was, man. How was your birthday? Birthday was great. Um, went out to eat with Kylie. Had a nice date night. Haven't had that in a while. Nice. Uh, so Where'd you guys we, go? We went to Laser Wolf, which is a tremendous <laughs> restaurant in Philadelphia. They got a. It's a. It's a. It's a. I don't even. Is Israeli it like Lady in the Goat, where all you eat is wolf? No, no. It's. Uh, it's. <laughs> That would have been something interesting. Uh, no, it's a uh, Israeli food. Um, I don't know. It's just really good. It's a Michael uh, Salmanov uh, restaurant. He's uh, like the best chef. Well, I don't want to. There's a lot of good chefs in Philadelphia. Is he Israeli? Is he there. known for Israeli food or is he just, yeah, he's so just he a has, food guy? He's, he no, he, 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 he opened up a restaurant, Zahav, in Philadelphia that Kylie and I have been to a bunch. Yeah. And that has been rated in a lot of publications as one of the best restaurants in America. And uh, this is another location. He just opened up this same, uh, he opened up another laser wolf in Brooklyn. That's killing it too. So if yeah. it's killing it in Brooklyn, you know, it's good food. So he's, he's a, uh, 
Yeah, he's on top of it. I mean, yeah. Philly's got some great food. Cheesesteaks. <laughs> but uh, great restaurants outside of that. Uh, what was the best shout-out that you got on your birthday? I don't know. I mean, had a lot of love on. Got to pick Twitter. one. Got to pick one. Um, I think maybe um, the best shout-out, which took me off by surprise, which probably shouldn't have, on Sunday we launched uh, the Underdog Apparel and uh, Beef Philly Foundation, yeah. had our big, a big event. And uh, for some reason I didn't see it coming that they are going to bring out a cake and everyone was going to sing happy birthday to me. <laughs> so, gotcha! And, uh, like you said uh, a few episodes ago, when 300 people are singing happy birthday to you, man, that's uncomfortable. That is uh, You don't know what you do. It's like, uh, so we're just going to sit here and go through this whole thing. And uh, all right. Thanks, all right. guys. How about we pick this but, tempo up a little bit and uh, get to the end? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you know what? It was an awesome gesture. It was a great event. So that was probably the best birthday shout-out I got. There you go. Can't be mad at that. More from fan base names. That's right, yeah, where uh, we asked the entire fan base to, or anybody listening to the show to shoot us some names on what our following should be called. And we got a few, uh, few good ones this week. Dr. Frankenberry. Says, how about Heights Horde? I'm not even sure where he just went with that. I think it's a horde. Horde. I know it's a group, but I don't know what animal is a horde. What do you know? What animal is a horde? A horde of what? A horde. Uh, I'm going to say it's not it's like, bi- like bison? bison. Yeah, that sounds like it should be a horde, right? That, I mean, herd, a horde, a horde of Buffalo. Uh, rhinoceros. I don't know. I feel like there's something with a horde. Yeah, well, all right. safe well, to say, since we don't know what it is, we're probably going to keep it moving. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Frankenberry. Uh, we got, got Charlie Beck, Travis and Jason, just call us friends. You know Heights what? friends. I like that. New Heights, Heights friends. friends. That's good. That's right up there. There's another one along the same line of like very, just a, a very neighborly name or a, fr- a friendly name. There was another person that said New Heights Neighborhood. I thought I mean, that was pretty good. It's clever. I like it. Yeah. It's very smooth. Kind of stealing from Mr. Rogers, but, you know, he hasn't been on air in a while, so. Shout out to Mr. Rogers, man. Yeah. Killing the Cardigan game. Uh, Noel with the uh, New Heights Scoundrels. The Scoundrels. Very hooligan-ish. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, a scoundrel is like a hooligan, but like a pirate form of a hooligan, right? <laughs> it's like a bandit. That's kind of what I think of when I think of scoundrels. The New Heights Bandits? Hey, bad. New Heights Bandits? Hey. All right. This one, this one I've seen quite a bit, but we're going to give Christopher Smith the most generic name I've ever heard in my life uh, the credit for it. Christopher Smith. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, There's, Chris. Hey, man. So I've seen this one all over. Little Yetis. I like it. I like Little Yetis a lot. Little There's Yetis. also another. I've also heard Little Yetis and Big Eyebrow or Big Brows. I've seen <laughs> that one. And then at the uh, at the foundation event, there was another submission. This was an in person submission, so it means a little oh, bit more. Ooh. So we're going to give it some some love. They put it. They New put it on Heights for you on a card, <laughs> on a card right here. And I'm going to read it right now for all of our guests. Folded it up for all of our listeners. Well, it wasn't folded in half. I think I folded it in half when I put it in my either, pocket. But either way, do we know this? New person? height. Uh, hold on. Let me get to the. Let me read. Right, okay. New heights streakers. Tigers don't really travel in packs. But when they do form groups in the wild, it's called a streak. Little uh, 
for your information. There you go. A little nod to Cleveland Heights Tigers, which is also a big reason why we chose the name New Heights. Um, I don't know who gave it to me. I met a bunch of people. They definitely told me who to give credit for, and I forgot it. Uh, but uh, thank you for your submission. Uh, the streakers, yeah, man. I, it is one of the cooler things right now is uh, how many people walk up on the street and love New Heights or in the game. Oh, I'm, so cool. I'm going down the tunnel. So many people coming up and saying uh, how much uh, of a fan they are of the show, how much they love you, how much they uh, hate me. But anyway, they, they, they're a big fan of the show. <laughs> I had I, I had like a – obviously I had, I had family and friends come in for the game. It was a Sunday night game. Had a lot had – a, had, a, had a good crew. And uh, yeah. a few of the – friends of friends you know every all my friends invite their you know friends to come and enjoy the game so it's people that i haven't known that i'm going to meet after the game and everyone is just like i mean the show is great but let's be honest jason's way funnier (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah it's my uh it's a story of my life jason's just he's a he's jason you know and i've always just been trying to trying to catch the fucking guy i Um, think in in both of our circles I think the other that circle thinks the other person's funnier because they've heard all of our jokes and don't think we're any funny any longer. So I get the same thing on my end. The love of the new man. Got to got to um, appreciate everyone saying what's up yeah. about the show. It's so it's obviously it never gets old hearing everyone talk about how much they appreciate it, man. It's been so cool. Back, yeah, back to the fan base names though. I don't really know where to go with it. Still, horde of zombies. Oh, that's what it is—a horde of zombies. zombies. The new height zombies. The new height zombies. I'm not a fan of zombies, man. You don't like zombies? No. You're just... Fo- you want to talk about a focused creature right there. That zombie, ain't, they ain't focused on anything other than brains. There ain't anything more focused than a zombie. If you really think about it, it's the most focused creature on the planet. What are we talking about? On the planet? It doesn't you, go to you the believe bathroom. In... It doesn't, it doesn't Jason, need anything. Jason. It's all so focused. You believe in zombies, but you don't believe in underwear. This shit doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, I, you know, we're, we're living in the world of imagination slightly. We're on the internet, you know, anything <laughs> happens. I think, <laughs> I think uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just That's a focused creature. If you talk about, you know, uh, eliminating distractions, I don't know anything that eliminates distractions more than a zombie. Every little bit of your imagination. How did we get to the <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? From You're this? just using your imagination. We live in a fucking oh, a world of fucking. Well done. Yeah. So uh, moving on to fan mentions of the week. As always, <laughs> thank you guys for um, for all your questions and comments. Um, but uh, please keep sending them, man. We love doing these. And let's answer a few of them real quick from Joe W. Quote, unquote, Jason, can you please comment on the Bo Allen story from going to Vegas that he told on the Green Light cast? Yeah. Um, and shout out to the Green Light cast. Yeah, obviously. Chris Obviously, Long. we love those guys. Yeah, well, he's uh, one of the people that I reached out to when we were talking about doing this whole thing, a guy that I look up to in this business for sure, and was just an unbelievable teammate of mine. So An- another Chris. set of good brothers, man. The Long brothers. You ain't kidding. Good set, and a good man. daddy. Like they, they got a lot of family. A lot of talent in that family. Ah, dang, man. All right. What um yeah, do you want to recap the story so that people listening kind of know about it? Yeah, I mean, I only know it from uh from really Bo Allen's perspective, so I'm kind of interested to hear okay. what you say about it. But uh long story yeah, short, you guys is. were yeah, you guys were going to Vegas. You uh I think it was Mark Sanchez. 
Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Yep. Sanchez, Sanchez went up involved. to Bo yep. Allen in the in the hot tub and said, "If I get you a flight, you got you come into Vegas with us." And he said, "Sure." And I guess you walked in and said, "I'll pick you up uh, on the way to the airport." And um, you showed up with absolutely nothing but what you had in your pockets and what you had on. Um, and everybody else has like suitcases because it's a the weekend trip or whatever. And um, yeah, yeah, you just went up there, commando and. Ready to ready to have some fun in Vegas. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really get the. I, I mean, I don't think that this is that crazy of a story. Like, I went to Las Vegas. I knew there was gonna be stores there to buy clothes. <laughs> some I of the best, like, some of the best stores in the world. Yeah, I didn't feel like carrying a bag through the airport. I'm more, what upset me more about the story was I think I had just found out through watching Bo tell the story. That Mark bought Bo's ticket. He didn't buy my ticket. It's <laughs> some bullshit. You had, you were easily persuaded. So not only man. did I have to pay my own ticket. Hey, do I you want to go to Vegas? Buy my own clothes. Hey, do you want to go to Vegas? Buy my own clothes. Do I want to yeah. go to Vegas? Hell right. yeah, I want to go to Vegas. <laughs> Bo, you want to go to Vegas? No, no, man. I'll get you your ticket. All right, I'll go. <laughs> I will you say gotta, you got to be harder to persuade, man. I will say I have not. I don't do that very often because I did find out on that trip that uh, it's not too easy finding uh, clothes 3X, in my size. 2X, 3X <laughs> in Vegas. It's an international city, so you're not finding too much of that. Yeah, That's a lot of European sure. cuts and a lot of uh, uh, very uh, slender fitting clothes. Uh, no that big and tall section. Suited. Yeah, no. Um, the bathing suit that I ended up buying for the day. The bathing club. suit. I love that you just called it a bathing suit. Swim Keep trunks. <laughs> Whatever you want to call them, the uh, the water wading equipment that I ended up purchasing <laughs> was not uh, very tight. Let's just say it was a it was a generous bulge in that uh, swimsuit wear. So sexy Batman, sexy been? Batman, Man. fat Batman in the flesh, um, in the pool. Yeah. Vibing out to the Vegas DJs. Bo Bo's gotten a few shadow. We talked about Bo way too much on this show. Uh, not to get him on here. We got to eventually get Bo Allen on this freaking Bo, thing. Man. I oh, love my that gosh. That would be tremendous. Can't say Please, can him. we get some Bo Allen on this show? <laughs> uh, I love it every time he pops in on the green light. So. How's it going, guys? Want to take a second to shout out one of our sponsors, Harry's Razors. Now, I might not be the first guy that comes to mind when you think about shaving and skincare, but let Jason Kelsey set the record straight. I know what a good razor does for your skin. And that's all thanks to our friends at Harry's who make it convenient and simple to keep up with my shaving and skincare routine, even in the middle of my hectic NFL schedule. So right now you can get Harry's starter set for just $3. Plus you'll get a free travel size body wash. The set includes a five blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover, a $16 value for just three. Just visit harrys.com slash new heights. A lot of shave companies want to sell you blades that vibrate, heat up, or some other gimmick. But with Harry's, you have everything you need for a great shave and nothing but that. Which is why Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. So no matter how busy things get, stay fresh with Harry's. Get your Harry's starter set today and you'll also get a free travel size body wash. Just go to harrys.com slash new heights. That's harrys.com slash new heights. Real quick, before we get to more new heights, we need to talk a little bit about upside. Inflation has us all thinking about less, whether it's dining out less, uh, you know, driving less. But uh, let's be honest, there's nothing fun about less. Now, thanks to upside, 
You don't have to cut back. Get cash back on gas, groceries, and dining out with Upside. Personally, call me crazy, but I love saving money. And Upside allows you to do that. And it's so easy to use. To get started, download the free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Use our promo code New Heights and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Just claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside and pay as usual with a credit or debit card and get paid. You can earn three times more cash back with Upside and then cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Again, use our promo code New Heights and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more with Upside. All righty. Moving on, time to tee up 12 bold topics to wrap up week nine in the NFL, uh, starting off with both of our primetime games. That's right, <laughs> playing on primetime. Um, Sanders. How we do this always is Jason will tee up questions about my game. I'll tee up questions about his game. And, uh, yeah, we'll go into more news around the league after that. All righty. Well, we'll start with your game first, Trav. Chiefs 20 Titans 17 in an overtime thriller on Sunday night. Barber. It does not get more exciting than that, man. Awesome game. Let's start with the post game. Uh, why don't you walk everyone through the late night and your recovery process after how physical, physical of a game it was against the Titans. I mean, when you, you're going up against a, a Mike Vrabel coached football team, you're going to, you're going to be in for a dogfight, man. You could tell he's one of the best motivators in the league. He, he, he he walks what he preaches. That is, you watch how he played the game. He plays the game exactly how all his players play the game. Balls to the walls, all over the field. And um, that's why you respect him. That's why you make sure you got to bring it every single game. Because if you don't, um, like last year when we went to Tennessee, we got our asses handed to us. And um, and going into it this year, we knew that they uh, they were very confident on uh, on yeah. – being able to uh, impose their will or impose that physical mindset. Um, and and they talked about it. There was some bulletin board material that I'm sure we'll yep. get to here soon. Yep. But um, back to the question on recovery and everything, we, we knew it was going to be a physical game. But at the end of the day, you cannot prepare for how you're going to feel at the end of a game like that, especially an overtime close game like that. Um, I ended up having about 10 catches, and I'm pretty sure I'm feeling every single one of those tackles. Uh, this morning and uh, the day after it was uh it was just one of those games man and they um you know that's what I, I i love games like that because it just it creates a challenge for you that is unlike anything else you know you're going to get hit with adversity you know it's not just going to be a situational adversity it's going to be physical you know you're going to feel fatigued by, before the end of it you know what I mean? You're going to feel those body blows of every single every single run or every single time you go into a block. Um, and that's uh, that's the fun of it. That's the fun of the game, because when you come out of those games with a win, man, man it just it builds the fuck, it builds everything up. Uh, the yeah. chemistry, the the mentality as a team that we just can't be we can't be broken, you know, and things like that. And uh, and we can't be bullied. We can't you, you just can't. No matter how you think you can attack us, we're going to match. We're going to match up with you and give you uh, everything that you want. And um, sure enough, man, after the game, everyone was feeling that. Uh, but it uh, it always feels a little better when you get to win. Yeah, for sure. Winning winning makes all the pain feel a little bit better the next day. 100%. Uh, you know, you guys, you said, mentioned the feeling it. Mahomes even texts the trainer, apparently, not coming in. 
That's where he was at with it. I what, text the um, trainer. I'm definitely coming in. I'll see you yeah. bright and early. Yeah, there's a there's a fine line of knowing whether to go in or not. Like if you have a serious injury, obviously you need to go in. You need to get treatment. Yeah. Or if you need something to get worked on. Uh, but then there's that level of like, eh, you know, I think the added sleep and not moving is actually going to be better for my psyche. And uh, you got to be an older player to get that kind of cred, especially uh, if I know Rick Burkholder. He ain't Ricky playing B. around. Nah, if you're on nah. the treatment list, you're coming in. Yeah, but no, they don't um, play around in KC about that. And I, I love them for it because it keeps everybody honest. And um, on top of that, it goes back going back to what you were saying. Everybody's dealing with something, man. When does the pain set in for you after a game? Um, that tunnel walk back hours? to the locker room. <laughs> Seriously, as soon that quick? as the adrenaline goes down, dude, oh, it's man. over with, man. I don't oh, feel nothing. Oh my gosh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's maybe it's the little mini car wrecks I'm getting in. Yeah. Whenever I whenever I get the ball, I don't know what it is, but I, as soon as I get off that field, I feel every single hit. All right, let's go. Big takeaways from the game. Got to talk about it. You just talked about breaking things. Uh, you almost broke your helmet. You threw it across no, the field. No, in a no, no. I've broken my helmet before. I know how not to break it. And you have to be very specific because if you throw the helmet down too hard, now you're risking injuries to yourself when you put the helmet back on and go back out there. So I knew not to throw it on the ground. It was why, a, why is that? It was a roll, huh? It was a roll. You did bowl it. It was, it was more of a bowl than a toss. I'll give you that. Why well, wasn't it a penalty? Because you were definitely on the field. No, I wasn't. I was off the field. You were off the field? No, I was on the field. You were for sure on the field. That should have been. <laughs> no, it no, just no. cost. It was a commercial just, break. It doesn't matter. You can't take your helmet off in the field of play, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a timeout. You can fucking walk anywhere you want with your helmet off if, it, if it's a timeout. All right. All right. Well, it was a very, um, it was great for him. It really was. Roy you, can only, you can only take off your helmet when you're frustrated. If you do it in a celebratory manner, flag That's all right. day. That's right. Throwing the flag. What's what's hilarious about this is that I just threw my helmet in practice this past week on Wednesday. A Jason so, Kelsey throw is way and, different than yeah. a fucking Travis fucking roll. I shot put all right? it. I shot put it. It, seen, it went yeah, 40 feet. 40 I've feet. seen this Easy. man throw his helmet into the second deck of Nippert Stadium. Okay, when this guy goes full throttle and throws his helmet, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just, you know, you got to watch out. Anybody within 100 yards radius is liable to take one to the head right here. Why Why do we throw helmets? What is it about throwing a helmet that is just like a great, first of all, kids, do not throw temper tantrums. Yeah, time out. We're going to have to get back to this. You <laughs> talked earlier this year <laughs> About when, yeah, when Buffalo yeah! Bills, <laughs> Ken Dorsey out here flipping out in the press box, and you said, I've, you've never seen me flip out like that. Well, we saw it. What? We, I said dude, that? You I said, said you've, you've never, never seen me flip out like that? You 100, we'll pull it up. We will, guys, <laughs> hey, team, pull that clip up. He definitely said that. You That's said been you've my never MO seen my whole life is out. fucking I think spaz exact, out. I think your exact words were, you've never seen me spaz out like that. <laughs> Did you see Ken Dorsey's blow up on the sideline? <laughs> did I? On the, in the in the press it. box. Yes, dude. I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen something like that. That was a full on temper tantrum, bro. I haven't seen something like that since you know I was whooping your ass in blitz on the Nintendo sixty four growing up. You've never seen me spaz like that, dude. Dude, you, you used to turn seen the me spaz. That was 
every bit as much of a spaz out as Ken Dorsey in that press box. No, no. And no. at least his was over the, losing a game. Like, yours was just, we still had a whole half left to play. This is true. It was uncalled for, 1,000%. And I should never fucking do that, let alone in a moment like that where I, you know, I've already shown that I screwed the team over and then to show even more frustration. All that does is just negative energy on negative energy. And then you become a meme and then Twitter takes over. And as long as you win, it's funny. Let's talk about what made it so frustrating. The Titans are, for some reason, a frustrating team to play. Obviously, they're very physical. Uh, we had a little bulletin board material leading into the game from Jeffrey Simmons. He said, I watch tapes, so I'm looking at the offensive linemen that we have to play against, and I'm very confident that we can go out there and dominate. I'm looking forward to the matchup up front. Um, you know, is bulletin board material real? Do you do you guys look at that? Um, and, yeah, what else about the Titans makes it a fresh, frustrating matchup? I mean, just the physicality. Just the physicality. They got they got the fact, great players over there, man. Yeah. The fact that they hold you every single – it was crazy. I've never – I mean, I feel like it's – that's – the Titans, New England, um, the Raiders did it this year to you. McDaniels. Where they're just, like, holding you at the line. Is that frustrating? I saw you well, rip that's, a guy's that's helmet why off. They're doing, they're, that's why they're doing it. They, they see me throw my helmet after I drop a – you know, yeah, they know it's they, they see that I get frustrated and it takes my game to another level. Sometimes it takes it to a level to where I become better of a player. You know, I yeah. can fo- I focus more. I play with a little more aggression. And then other times I let it frustrate me and I just got to find that 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 happy medium, uh, that groove that I can, you know, always go into the mode of of making it making me a better player. It making me a yeah. better player. Um, but I think um I, I love that challenge, man. I love that challenge every single time because now it becomes a different game. It's not a game of faster feet, faster, you know, leverage in terms of routes and things. All right. I'm talking specifically routes. Yeah. When I when I'm playing someone man to man and they're very big on within those five yards, trying to control my tempo, trying to control yeah. my Butcher. stem. Yeah, exactly. Butch yeah. me or just flat out just hold me for the first five yards well, that was without dude, to slow I was, me down they were like they were outside the old hands. lobster technique man that is a who's number 20 yeah we talk about you throwing your helmet not only did you throw your helmet you threw another guy's helmet and he got the penalty in the red zone well i mean it's because he he bear hugged me he bear hugged he did me bear hug you and it was for sure a bear hug i've always been a guy where you know rules i i, I feel like in my in the past i put a lot of trust in refs throwing flags whenever i'm getting held and i about midway through my career um and this came with playing the new england style defense i have a mentality more so now that when i'm playing a team that i know is going to be very physical at the line is going to try and put their hands on me and grab and control me i have to be the aggressor i cannot let this this guy hold me as well as put it in the ref's hands to throw the flag. So I'm going to be the more aggressive one and try and get somebody off me, whether it's trying to yank them, whether it's trying to push them, whether it's trying to use the levers on the shoulders, do whatever I can to get this guy off me so that I can still have a chance to make the play instead of on the other side of things, not play as physical, show that they're holding me or show that they're restricting me in some manner and put it on the ref to call to throw the flag instead of that no you can't hold me you can try and hold me but i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a more of an aggressive player 
to where now the ref is going to see both of us just playing physical instead of me just trying to get open and, and you and, and a defender holding him and trying to put it in the ref's hands. I well, just feel like clear. that 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 mentality has changed everything, and that that play was specifically just that. I came off the ball, picked the outside half of him. You have to pick a side. If I would have went straight down his midline, I probably would have got called with it. But the fact that I went outside first, he grabbed me. You could see his hands around my back and his right his right hand holding my right shoulder, like we were just talking about that lobster technique. And from that point on, I'm like, this dude's got a pretty damn good grip on me right now. I have to find a way to get this guy off me. So I just start to pry it. Were you aiming for the head or was it a nat- it aiming, like aiming for chest, do. aiming for yeah. chest, kind of got my forearm there. in there. And then, yeah, right in the, yeah. well, listen, I know it was frustrating. You could tell that you were frustrated all game about it, uh, but it didn't work. If we're being honest, you went over a hundred yards receiving uh, for your 32nd time in your NFL career, which is the most ever tied for the most ever uh, by a tight end all time. You tied Rob Gonkrowski. Uh, you s- surpassed Tony Gonzalez. That's Roboito. Shout, yeah. out to, shout out to Gronk and, and Tony G, man. On the broadcast, Chris Collinsworth said, Travis Kelsey can read a defense better than 90% of NFL quarterbacks. I don't know if that's saying more about you or less about the quarterback <laughs> state of the NFL. What uh? Because let me tell you, Travis quarterback used to play, play quarterback. You used to play quarterback. Why didn't you just read it like that when you played quarterback? Because <laughs> I, I didn't realize what I was doing until I moved to the tight end room. And I'm like, man, this game is way easier when you understand gap assignment and, and leverage and coverages and stuff like that. I, I was just back there trying to run around and play backyard ball when I was playing QB. But thanks. Thanks, Collinsworth. I appreciate the uh, <laughs> the shout out. And um, I'm definitely I'm definitely reading defense. I feel like the only way to play offense is through the coach's mind. What are the intentions of the play caller? And on sure. top of that, how is that play being taught? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're calling this play on third and five because they're a big man team. All right. Well, what is the quarterback's thought process if it's man? Then on top of that, what is it if it, if they switch it up and go some type of zone on us? What is his progression? How is he reading it out? Is What's the number count to the boundary? What's the number count to the field? How many guys are – you know what I mean? How are they going to – sound like the defense has always got to be a sound defense right every gap has to be accounted for every zone has to be accounted for quote unquote that's what they rely on so if i know that if i know what all their pieces are supposed to be doing i just use it to my advantage and just kind of manipulate the defense in terms of stem and and timing 30 second time most times everybody tied and going 100 plus yards are tied um does 100 yards does that mean anything to you? Like if you let me if you come that out stats, game, that stat is funny to me because all I can think about on that stat are yeah. all the games that I had like ninety five. That's what I'm saying. I was about to ask like you exactly all those, if, you, all if you come out of I'm a game like, the, if you come out of a game with ninety eight yards, are you like fuck? <laughs> like, no, yeah, just, I just I, I watch the film and I look at the I look at every single catch and I'm like could have got it there, could have got it there. So or for some reason, a hundred yards, yards does mean like that. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's like, uh, I mean, depend, it, it all depends on how you got it. You know what I mean? It's one thing if they completely botch a play on your own 20 yard line, you get an 80 yard, you know, sure, free. Yeah. T- you know what I mean? It, 
it, it, it means a little bit more in a tough game like last night where I had the ups and downs and we're still How able many to catches find a way. Have? 10? 10. Did you have 10 catches? Yeah. 10 catches, 10 drops, and, uh, and no touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. God. I'll be on the What'd jugs all two? week. Yeah, hey, Travis, drops. where have you been? Where have you been? I've How been many on the drops did you really? You only, had, you only had the two that I saw, right? The one too many. And then you had the one unbelievable catch at the end of the game when it mattered most. Looked like a dancing bear out there. Dancing Yeti. Dancing Yeti. <laughs> well, let's talk about a quarterback that you definitely can't read a defense better than, and that's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes last night, 43 for 68, 446 <clears throat> passing yards, 63 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. What is Mahomes missing besides an invite man. to new heights? <laughs> He's got everything. Mahomes he magic, just, baby. We got to yeah. get him on the show. Pat, we got to get you on the show. I mean, it is is insane how well that guy is playing right now. Just completely willed the team, man. Just absolutely willed the team um, through the ups and downs. His ability to just find a way. Third and 15, find a way. Crucial moments in the game, find a fucking way, man. That's what I like the most about it. Love playing with him. He kept going interception whatever everything's moving along things are going wrong um that's the mark of a great leader a great quarterback is how can you weather the storms man how can you continue to persevere and he has just been so impressive all season long for you guys uh his whole career his whole career yeah no exactly well it's fun that's enough love you know you know you're never out of it Easy, That's enough love for Pat. easy, okay. Right. We've been on, we've been on the Jalen train all year. All right. Yeah, we we're can... gonna keep going on the Jalen train. We got that interview coming up on Thursday. Make sure you tune in. Right. And uh, we got the Chiefs <laughs> D. Chiefs D allowed a total of ten yards and a single first down in the second half. I watched the game and I didn't even realize it was that crazy of a second half for that defense. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Going into the game, my thought process going into the game was if this game is close in the second half it is going to be tough for Kansas City because Derrick Henry only gets better as the game goes. They're a running team that gets just, I mean, I think the last, what, six games he had had over 200 yards rushing or something like that? Like some crazy stat. I, I can't remember what it I is. I think it was that's against wrong. the Texans specifically. I think that no, no, no. was. He had had that multiple games in a row, I think. Damn, that's but, crazy. Even if he and, it's King Henry for a reason, six. man. You're right. Exactly. That guy definitely gets better as the game goes on. And you look at the you, way that they're built. They're built on their run game, right? And I was like, I hope the my if I'm the Chiefs, I want to get out to an early lead and make them one dimensional, make them a passing team in the second half, and then the game's over. And the fact that it was close, I was kind of like, all right, how's this going to go? Are they going to run all over the Chiefs in the second half? And your guys' defense completely responded. shut them out, man. That was an amazing performance by the D. I huge, thought huge, huge performance. Spags is always a guy that gets us. Over the course of the season, his defenses every single year get better and better as the, as the season goes on. Yeah. I think it's all on recognition, how guys are trying to play us, and then on top of that, just defensive players understanding their role, not jumping out of gaps, not doing things like that. Chris Jones, you can't say enough about how that dude's playing right now, man. The best D tackle in the game. I don't care who you're talking to. I don't care about what – this dude, Aaron Donald, has done in the past five years. This year alone, Chris Jones is playing absolutely lights out. You yeah. can't freaking stop him. You put two on him, still isn't enough. 
Then yeah. you you add our our linebackers, Bold, Bolton, Willie Gay. Guys are flying around, filling gaps. It's just a it's a fun defense to watch. Get after it. Um, guys are making plays in the back end. It's um, it's one of those things where I finally see everyone starting to mesh together. We got some. We got help from our uh, from our young rookie Trent McDuffie finally getting back in action after a few. Uh, few weeks being injured and being on IR so we're finally starting to come back together be healthy have the whole defense back at it and have all the pieces and sure enough Spags is just making sure that everybody's at the right place at the right time because the past couple games defense has played freaking lights out man, especially in the second half well let's go inside the game tying uh fourth quarter drive to take it into OT got a Fourth quarter, third and 17, Mahomes scrambles for 20 yards for the first down. Third and nine, scrambles for 14 yards <laughs> to the end zone to bring the Chiefs within two. And then the two-point conversion, what's he going to do? Scrambles again. Put the team the on my back, baby. Put the That's team right. on my back. What? Um, Magic Mahomes, man. He's just, just so taking dynamic, it over. You've seen, you've seen it before, he, man. He can, he can do it in so many different ways with his arm, with his feet. Uh, he has an unbelievable knack of uh, feeling the game out, man. Uh, his, that was a his huge running ability. His does. running ability in the pocket or behind the line of scrimmage has always been something that everybody praises. His ability to get out of the pocket, still feel good about throwing it anywhere on the defense. But his running game on the other side of the line of scrimmage is very, very underrated. I'm not saying he's anywhere close to like a Lamar Jackson in terms of shaking and making guys making guys miss but he he definitely put some moves on some guys hit some guys with some hezzies and and trucked a guy to get into the end zone last night and that's th- those are those are plays that you just don't see out of quarterbacks with huge arms you know what i mean you like the yeah. the only one i can say is is up there in terms of that is josh allen and that that's what makes those two in my opinion the best quarterbacks in the league but yeah. it's it 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 always gets me juiced up when I see one five make a crazy play with his feet, because that's just a dagger to the defense. You know what he can do with his arm. You know what he can do once he gets outside the pocket. And now you have to, you have to find a way to get him down with his feet and he's still making guys miss. Yep. Just absolute daggering blows. And you could tell after that touchdown drive that uh, the defense was just, they were drained after that one. Uh, Yeah. Kudos. I mean, it was an unbelievable game time drive and then a great fourth quarter or a great overtime drive uh, to get a field goal. Um, love seeing Andy Reid as aggressive as he was going for it on fourth down. I thought you guys were going to end up getting a touchdown and sealing it. But either way, tremendous win. And uh, speaking of the win, the Chiefs after the bye, Andy Reid is now 21 and three post bye week. What is the difference about the bye week preparation that Andy Reid does that makes him so, uh, so good? I mean, I think it's a, it's a combination of a few things. We talked uh, earlier on the on the podcast or on the show about if you give Coach Reed extra time, he's going to put together a flawless game plan. Right. Um, on top of that, he's just going to be that much more well aware of what the defense is, you know, trying to trying to do or try, how they're trying to stop us. And um, you mix that with middle of the season having the bye, being able to relax mentally and just. Just take a deep breath and, you know what I mean? We were talking about how the bye week was so big for the physical of this, but even more so for the mental. You know, being able to just break the routine, step away from the game for a few days. Stop Um, eating cheeseburgers for a little bit. I would would think it would – 
the cheeseburgers would go up. Well, you just talked about how Andy Reid is just a cheeseburger maniac. You guys have cheeseburgers on the plane, cheeseburgers before the games, yeah. cheeseburgers for night meetings. You don't take a you don't take a bye week from the cheeseburger. No, 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 no. You just get the ones you want because you can only get a certain kind in the building. And now you got time to go to Five Guys. You got time to go to In and Out. You know, you got time to go to Red Robin. You were you about to throw no. Red Robin in with those two? Red Robin. We what? get Red Robin on the plane, so. Yeah. What is what is your burgers? Is five guys or uh, in and out right now? Go. Five guys. Whoa! I, You're gonna have I a lot love, of people upset with you about I that love decision. Five guys, man. A lot of West Coasters gonna be very upset about that decision. Don't shoot me. In and out I'm, I'm is delicious, but you can't yeah, beat a Five good. Guys burger. You can't beat a Yeah, five there's guys something burger. there's something dirty about a Five Guys burger. Like, mm. It feels like it feels like you get it in like the back of an alley. It's like greasy. It's like I don't know what you guys put in this or how you made it so delicious. I'm about to get. I know it's tomorrow. going straight to my arteries. Um, you know, the secret <laughs> menu. You want animal sauce? Like, no. listen, I want that I, secret grease. I feel like I base all fat all burgers on how they go out yeah so yeah they all taste good when they're going down but how is this thing coming out of me is is what i'm really so you're saying in and out is worse going out than five guys yeah really yeah i feel like mine's the opposite there's so much grease in the in and out but or the five guys but i don't i don't care about it what (laughs) what else is another what's your favorite fast food burger are we count i I would say i would say in and out you just gotta have a drive-thru. Five guys isn't if it's that's not, what doesn't have a drive through, it's not fast food, right? Five guys is fast cash. Fast casual. All right. It has to have a drive through for our for purpose of this debate, has to have a drive through. What are your top three? I'm not gonna lie, man. I think Burger King's got the best fast food burgers. Dude, I've been saying that for years. Did you did I convince you of that? You've I've never heard you talk about Burger King outside of the Burger King hands. The Whopper? Double double Whopper <laughs> with cheese? Whopper. It's the best. You don't, don't even like mayonnaise, though. Up. Why do you like? Why do you like the? Oh, I get no mayonnaise. Like mayonnaise. No mayonnaise. No onions. That, that, what are you, bro? I don't even know if you're a qualified. Why don't judge. you just order mayonnaise? It, Fuck the burger. Just order mayonnaise. What does that make any sense? That doesn't I want the make mayonnaise any sense. on the burger. Yeah. No. You don't eat Either mayonnaise way. on its own. I'm going. I'm going Burger King and then Wendy's, the Baconator at Wendy's. <laughs> Can't go wrong. All right, and what's three? <clears throat> and I'm going the triple decker. By the way, um, three would probably be. Well, I mean, In and Out, In and Out's up there. there. It's it's probably one or yeah, two. That counts for sure. It's definitely got a drive through. It's not a it's not a national brand. You know, it's it's limited in certain jurisdictions. But West yeah, Coast, pretty uh, good. Yeah, Mountain. Um, I used to love Wendy's, and for those of you that don't know, there's a Wendy's right across the street from Cleveland Heights High School that I had every day for lunch. Every day for <laughs> every lunch, day. I would get two JBCs for those of you Wendy's rookies. That's a junior bacon junior cheeseburger. Bacon. We're going straight value menu in high school. Two, two JBCs. With the dollar. Two five-piece nuggets, which I don't even know if they do five-piece nuggets anymore. I'm not sure. They used to do spicy nuggets, too. Yeah, I think they still do that. But that was a killer. Two five-piece nuggets. A frosty. That was my lunch every day <laughs> in high school. And then I would go back into the cafeteria, get a honey bun and a fruit punch. And then I'll go practice. I don't Kiwi know how I was able to make that. Kiwi strawberry fruitopia? This yeah. <laughs> you, so this is a long winded way of saying that I no longer uh really enjoy Wendy's that much because I overdid it. Overdid it. Um I overdid it too, but I still, so still I would probably go in there getting some spicy nuggets, man. I would say number one. Burger King, 
Number two, McDonald's. If I'm going, it's McDonald's. just because it's so available. Mac it's so McDonald's. available. It's so available. I'll go with you on the breakfast side. I'll, I'll, I can't go to McDonald's well, yeah. for lunch or dinner. I can only go for breakfast. Breakfast is unbelievable. You can't beat a, uh, a sausage, egg, and cheese with muffin. But anyways, we're on burgers. Anyways, I think it's just because McDonald's is so accessible that I think of it. It's like always something. That I, I can always go and get a quarter pounder, double quarter pounder, and slam it down, and I'm going to be happy with it. A Royale um, with cheese? Royale with cheese. <laughs> nice. Um, and then three... I just can't go in and out because it's not on the East Coast. I can't do it. And I can't go Shake Shack. Shake Shack is there's not a drive through. Not drive through. Yeah, I mean that was um, that was because there's nothing better. You know, Shake Shack does that bun. Their bun they only cut it all the way until like they leave that last like so it, like opens and closes. You know what I'm talking about? Like the bun oh, is yeah. in two pieces. So yeah. and it's always at the bottom of that little pocket that it, that they hand you to you in. And then that those last couple bites are just the juiciest, greasiest, go, cheesiest. I'm gonna go number three, steak and shake, and it's actually a Ooh, it's, it's a patty melt. I Frisco got one melt. right down the street. Oh, <laughs> Fris, I'm going with the Frisco melt and uh, with the, the strawberry shake on the side or chocolate shake on the side, depending on the mood. The straw fries, man, straw fries, skinny fries. Yes, that's Gets right. You every time it's a nice switch up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Moving on to Eagles and Texans. That's right. The Eagles 29, Texans 17. Um, a way closer game, uh, especially throughout the first first half um, than I think everybody expected. But um, they uh, they came ready to play. I mean, you guys are 7-0 and going into it. So, obviously, you're expecting everyone's best shot at this point. Um, what do you think, man? 8-0 start the first ever in team history is this yeah. the best team you've ever played on um i don't know we'll find out i think um i think we're a really talented team i don't i don't i mean eight no is great don't get me wrong it's a good start it's really hard to win every single week in the nfl so much of what matters in the nfl and so much of what counts happens at the end of the year that you know the season always goes like this and right now we've been just like you know we've been down in games and whatnot but I mean, I don't know how many second halves we've even been losing in. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, you know, very much more focused on how we're going to be at the end of the year. You know, this is something that we're continuing to get better at. It does not matter. Well, it matters, but it, you know, it's, it matters more about how we continue to improve. Every team in the NFL is going to continue to improve until the end of the season. And if we don't do that, we're going to be uh, on the outside looking in of where we want to be. Yeah. So I think, um, to be honest, eight knows great. Cool that we're the first team in Eagles history to achieve that, but uh, it is not at all uh, a part of the goals of our team uh, season-wise. Yeah. Well, 
it didn't necessarily look like it was a Philadelphia Eagles playing. It looked like it was the Philadelphia Jason Kelsey's because you were the featured back on every single play. I don't think I've ever seen a center get featured as much as you were uh, the entire night, which is kind of obnoxious. And um, I don't necessarily obnoxious? know. I don't know. What are you talking much, about? I don't know how much I appreciate it because why? Because you just get. Why aren't they talking about the rest of the O line? You guys have the best O line in the quote unquote best O line in the NFL, and we can't get Jordan Malata or Lane Johnson a feature on any of these run plays where oh, they're no, blocking yeah. their asses off. They just got to show you in motion. That's fair. That's fair. Kind we can of. definitely give more O-line love. But I'm just happy they're talking about offense linemen in general. I'm tired of watching Chiefs games and them talking about Travis Kelsey catching footballs. <laughs> yeah, they need to talk more about how he can't catch the fucking football. Um, but I do I do love me some Jason Kelsey highlights, man. Uh, obviously, you in space is uh, is fun to watch. You want to talk about a dancing bear. Kurt Herbstreet tweeted uh, about Jason after the game. I know T. Kels and Jason Kels are funny and very entertaining, especially with their New Heights show. All right, shout out. Get the show with a little shout out, man. I can't beat it. Um, both have bright futures in the media world if and when they choose. But in the meantime, I enjoy the hell out of how they both play the game. So good. Jason was a clinic reel last p.m. And, uh, Always love the shout outs, Kirk. I'm right there with you, man. I love some Jason Kelsey. I just think it's a bit obnoxious. You guys go to him on every single successful run. Like he was the main one that that broke it. Okay. Miles Sanders is back there making dudes miss left and right. And we're worried about Jason helping out a three technique or getting to second level. It's usually just going to the second level. Yeah. For every, for every, uh, pull, pull, pull block or, uh, uh, down block, uh, you know, there, there's somebody, uh, blocking a big guy and, Making sure that I can pull around and go get the little guys. So that's the reality. Good scheme. That's that's how you know you get your coaches play to your players' strengths. There you go. Good coaching. Um, Jason, are you feeling like this is like the most love that you've had in a season to date? Uh, Like in years years prior, you've had you've you've gotten a few shout outs. You've gotten a few you know highlights of you on a screen here and there, but. I mean, you were literally one of the features of the game, and they had you come on the, to the podium after the game. I don't know if I've ever seen a lineman get called to the podium. <laughs> that was pretty cool a, after a Monday night game. So I don't know. That's uh, yeah. That's pretty dope. I think I think I'm getting more love this year that is like unearned love than I've ever gotten in my career. <laughs> I think I think I've there were a been few very... of those plays where you did absolutely <laughs> nothing, but just kind of get in the way. And they're I just think, like, this uh, guy's all the famer. I think, um, you know, I think I've gotten a lot of love for a long time because obviously I, I do a lot of things out on the perimeter and things that are uh, very athletic that I think uh, surprise people that an offensive lineman can make those types of blocks. So I've always gotten that kind of love whenever a yeah. game is happening like that. But now I just get love for being like old and still playing. They're like, <laughs> man, can you believe this guy's still out there? <laughs> He's still doing it. Look, look at, at him. Hey. Look at Grandpa run. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying, man. Hey, he, give, that, give that guy credit. Um, yeah, I get a lot more just like credit for being old and still playing football than I've ever gotten, which is nice. I'll take it. That's like, that's like how I felt um, after the Raiders game, the Al Bundy game. I scored four touchdowns, had 25 yards. One of the worst stat lines. One of the worst best stat lines <laughs> of NFL worst history. Best. Worst best stat lines of NFL history. And um, 
in the in the in the facility we got these bodacious shirts you know what i mean the bull don't fucking care man bodacious for everybody that doesn't know was a famous pbr bull that just was the biggest baddest most ferocious nobody wanted to touch this dude or everybody was trying to you know complete a full ride on him and it just wasn't happening i forget his actual record or the bull's actual record but um the bodacious mentality is the bull don't care who's on his back he's tossing them and um have that bodacious mentality uh in a game you know that's the mentality that we want to play with and um sure enough after the oakland game i'm just getting my fucking ass beat the whole game at the line of scrimmage getting punched in the you grill. mean the vegas game yeah vegas my bad the, the vegas game the vegas raiders game this year and um it was there have been games where i'm like i go into the building that next day and i'm like man i might get a t-shirt this game man i had a had a few tough blocks you know stuck my face in the fan you know cut a few guys showed some bull-like behavior and um this was the last game I was thinking I was going to get in for, man. It was just like all the coaches looked at the film was like every single play, this guy's getting fucking punched in the face and just tackled on the field and just thrown around like a rag doll, man. You know what? You made it through. And that's bull like behavior. That's the, there's, there's <laughs> no like, award no, that you like appreciate. It it's like, yeah, it's such a terrible award. It's like, it's like right up there with like the most improved player. It's like, wait, what are you saying? Like I was crappy before I got this. <laughs> I thought I was good already. Hey, you got better, man. You did a really good job. Hey, the bodacious did, award. Yeah. You get your ass beat and walk out of the fire, man. There's uh, nothing boy, worse than, than being celebrated for getting your ass kicked. It's like, yeah, I know it sucks. You, we all know it sucks. You don't have to act like I'm doing anything crazy. I'm doing my job. I don't need your sympathy points. Let's talk about the most unselfish guy on the team. Because really, it's neither one of us. The most unselfish guy on the team, hands down, are the tight ends on field goal. Their jobs oh, are literally oh. grab the – take your right hand and you grab the Die thigh slow, pad. Die slow, homie. Grab the thigh pad of this guy. Take your other hand. Punch out to expose your entire chest. And then oftentimes three people just barrel through you and you're not allowed to do anything. You can't mm-hmm. lean. You can't move your arm and open a gap. Otherwise that thing's getting blocked. Blocked. You just got to die slow. You got to absorb everybody as slow as possible. And, and literally 99% of field goals, that tight end is on his back, just getting yeah. pounded into the ground. Absolutely pile drived. When the coaching po- when the coaching point is die a slow death, <laughs> you know you you got you're in for a rough assignment. Fuck. Hey hey, you're really get. Hey, I know you're taking one for the team here. Hey, let's get let's, let's all give it up for the left tight end. <laughs> left tight end, way to go, baby. We hey couldn't do it without you. Keep on running out there. It is awful. It the is kicker, the kicker's best friend, it, man. Did it for a year. Man, not fun. Not fun. Left tight end on field goal, right tight end on field goal. That is a very unselfish position. Um, yeah. Somebody's got to do it. We somebody's got to do it. That's the dirty jobs that uh, Mike Rowe missed. He, he missed that one. <laughs> tight end on field goal. Tight end on field goal, baby. That would have been a good show. 18 play, 91-yard drive. Felt Eight, every one. 18 play. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely dude. ridiculous. And it was the opening drive. First drive opening, of the game. First drive of the game, 18 points. Talk play. about waking your legs up. Yeah, waking everything up, man. Uh, fans want to hear about it, man. 
What do they want to hear about how exhausted I was? I didn't even celebrate. Kenny scored or we, we get in the end zone. And I'm like, dude, I'm not celebrating with nobody. I'm going right to the sideline. going to get some of this oxygen and rest these boys up because I know another drive's coming quick. It was an exhausting drive, but awesome. I mean, whenever you can do something like that, it it, it feels good as an offense. When it's, it's, a, it's a booster, man, for sure. You get multiple third down conversions. Jalen making big plays to keep the thing alive. Um, I mean, it was a it was a great drive to start the game, and a, a, a huge uh, tone setter for the offense. Yeah, they 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 more so want to hear about how you pulled illegally. Oh, pulled what are you talking about? Kenneth Gain. What do you mean? That was an illegal play. You cannot pull a running back. I didn't pull anybody. What? I didn't pull anybody. You held the man up and yanked him. He he was falling into. I couldn't do anything. He fell into your arms. That's going to be your argument. He fell into my lap, (laughs) and I was. He was pushing me, and I was just trying to not fall down. I'm like, I'm just. Whoa! (laughs) I didn't. I didn't pull anybody. Jason, you're clearly grabbing the man, holding him up. Erroneous, <laughs> erroneous on all counts. This man, he ain't cheating, you ain't trying, man. You heard it from Jason Kelsey. Um, take us inside that final drive, though, to seal the game. Um, Hertz ran for 14 yards on a third and 15. Well, leading up to that third and 15, on it was only third and 15 because I had an illegal man downfield play that like put us into that situation. RPO, or you just get excited? It was RPO, and it was kind of like I don't mean to. I was engaged at the line of scrimmage. I think it was a ticky-tacky call. Another way of saying bullshit, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was a good call, but those, whatever. It got called. The, so For those of you that you know, don't know what an RPO is, it's a run-pass option. That is, it's it's a run play for the offensive lineman with a few short routes by the wide receivers or running backs or anybody out of the backfield um, not getting the handoff. And it's, uh, yeah, so – there, there's times where the throw might go out to a wide receiver and the linemen are still blocking the run play and get caught downfield. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we're in third and 15. We call a draw play, and um, I make the block on the linebacker, but I can tell by the way the linebacker's playing it that he's really not interested in playing Jalen. He's just trying to, like, force the play. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just try to shove him aside, but he kind of clips my knee because I wanted to hit him and then get another guy so we get the first down, right? Every good man gets 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 one. Every great. So I get clipped two. and I start falling like I'm falling out the bar and I'm stumbling over here and stumbling over here, and Jalen jukes the crap out of like three guys. The only reason he didn't get the first down on his own is because I grabbed him. So I was like, "Well, let me come with you." Like, I'm like, <laughs> I remember this one. It slowed him uh, up. And yeah. then the same guy I blocked first is the guy that causes the fumble. And then everybody's like, Kels, great job hopping on the ball. I was like, did anybody witness that I just caused this entire situation to happen? <laughs> he was restricting Jalen from making My guy play. that I should have, if I would have just kept blocking, if I would have just kept blocking that guy, Jalen would have juked those other three guys and it would have been a first down. But instead, I tried to do too much. I inhibited Jalen. And then the guy that I was supposed to be blocking the entire time causes the fumble they're like hey Kels great fumble reception (laughs) Kurt Kurt Herbstreit we need to get on top of this all right if we're going to showcase this man doing all these unbelievable things we got to make sure that people know when he does he's he's still human all right he's still human I love it man that's good stuff way to get on the fucking ball though bud always anyways I fall on the ball we're short by a yard fourth and one quarterback sneak line it up do a hard count we get him 
but I think the play clock was going down, so coach called a timeout just so we didn't get a delay of game. And uh, lineup doesn't matter. We're going to do the same thing again. Shocker. Shocker. 92% of the time. 92% of I'll the tell time you what, it works every time. It's turning into 100% of the time because according to uh, uh, 100% uh, p- uh, to prime stats, Prime we're 100% stats. on we're 100% on one yard rushes. I'll tell you which, what, I don't, I don't know what prime stats are, but it sounds official. Yeah, I mean, I can think of at least two one yard runs that we didn't get, but if they said it, it counts, right? I'm right there with you. I um, yeah. We definitely didn't get a jet sweep in one of the games for a yard, and we I think we actually missed a one yard rush in that game. Anyways, hundred percent according to Prime Stats. One-yard runs, we're getting them. Thank you, Prime Stats. Believe everything you see on Twitter, folks. Erroneous! League's best bromance. You had the post-game interview with Jay. talking about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? I mean, this is we, – we've had the bromance going for years now, though. You guys, yeah. this is like new love. This is love that nobody even knew was possible, a center and Travis, and just a month – Time about just a month ago, Brittany Mahomes tweeted that she was jealous. Patrick Mahomes' wife tweeted that she was jealous of you and Patrick's relationship. What? Brittany said yeah. that about us? Brittany said that. I read that tweet. Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't know and that. Here, so we're going to talk about my bromance? When you yes, the- your bromance. I've never Kyle. been on, on TV singing a lullaby with my quarterback, okay? I've never a been. A lullaby? A- There's a fight song. And we were asked to do it by Amazon Prime. That's a fight song? Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called the Eagles fight song. Good for you guys, man. We don't have one of those. Um, No, it was cool. I enjoyed enjoyed watching it. You Um, wish you had one. The bromance is... uh, (laughs) It's real, man. I witnessed it firsthand, baby. And uh, you guys will be able to witness... Uh, even more of it as the season unfolds, but definitely this Thursday when the uh, the episode drops with Jalen, um, you got to meet his family after the game. I did. It was awesome. Yeah, I didn't. It only I didn't took you. Take it up. only took you one entire season and eight games to meet your quarterback's family. It's beautiful. Well, I've I've met people before. I, he, <laughs> I've met you know individuals. I've met people. Even even me after and people this meet game, all the time. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big people meter. Listen, I didn't really, uh, I don't know. I, I met a, a few of them after the game, but, uh, you know, you could tell that he wanted to get his family time in, so I didn't want to take up too much time. But it was, awesome, know, to, it was awesome to see how many people came out to support him. He was in his hometown. I mean, I don't know how many tickets he had, but it was it was a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if it was north of 100. I was I about to say, Jalen Hurts, you already know, man. They came out. He's, yeah. he's still, uh, implement, like, implemented in his community his father is still a high school football coach with his brother so obviously the the love for the hurts out there is through the roof so i'm sure he had half of the stadium filled uh cheering for him um similar to how we we when we play in cleveland all the family and friends show up i mean it's uh it's the best when you get to go home and play in front of your your friends that's what i enjoy playing on prime time and uh getting back to cleveland and playing a game in cleveland i get to showcase my love for the game uh from the people that i built the love with you know what i mean and yep. um that's always the best man so i'm glad he uh he got to show out and get the dub in front of his his family and friends back home um is the qb and center relationship the most important on the team 
I don't know. Probably the QB head coach is the most important relationship on the team, but yeah, either that or um, a QB tight end. QB tight end is probably the least important. Everybody name, name a great quarterback. Those, name a great quarterback. Name a great quarterback. Name a great quarterback. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Todd Heath. Yeah, but he ain't. Come on now. That, do you think those guys were best buds? One thousand percent. All right, let's go. Great quarterback that I know let's did go. not have. <laughs> A tight end. You can't find him. That is. That's because it's such an easy guy to throw the ball to. You're right. It is the best matchup on the field. All right. Let's think. I know there's one. Tom Brady, Gronk. See what he does without Gronk. Okay. Isn't the same. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Come on. You got me. (laughs) (laughs) Big Bob Tunyon. I know. I know. I'm like. I know. I'm like. I can think of one. My guy. I can think of somebody. Aaron. Aaron's a different breed, man. He's a different breed. <laughs> he did have, he did have, um, yeah, Jermichael Finley. He did have Jermichael yeah. Finley. He and had Jermichael- him for a hop, skip, and a hop, skip, and a jump for yeah. sure. Shout out to Jermichael. He was one of those real dogs in the receiving game too. He just got banged up and yeah. got got hit with some injuries. Man, I loved watching that dude play. Um, All right, let's think of let's think of another one. You think of any of them, man? Any of them. I need a list. I need a list in front of me to do something. Peyton, like We're going to figure this had out. A, Peyton had a great quarterback, a uh, great tight end in Dallas, Dallas Clark. Clark. Yep. On top of that, when he was and Tammy, um, when he was in Denver, he had uh, Julius Thomas. Yep. Um, notorious for having a great tight end Listen, everywhere. He I, went. I think I think we're throwing the the word "great tight end" very loosely around here. I think a lot of these guys get made to look because their quarterbacks are unbelievable. Um, yeah. I think a lot of these guys you probably would not have seen much from if they didn't play with those guys. But, you know, whatever. You I'm can not say gonna... that about everybody on the team. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's a big part of it. I mean, but there's certain guys, like, I mean, that produce with those quarterbacks and they go other places and produce there. And, I mean, there's guys that produce because they're also good players, not just because they played with, like, a great tight end or a great quarterback. Yeah, but tight end is probably a little bit more. Yeah, important, important than the center quarterback the center, for sure. Not zero percent chance. <laughs> whatever, man. Man, there, whatever, the, man. The tight. I will say this though: the tight end is an important person to have because they kind of bridge the communication across everything happening. They're involved just enough in the run game, just enough in the passing game that they kind of know everything that's happening in the game plan more than most of the other positions do. Um, so they're oftentimes uh, the guys that I like to go to, to ask what they think about things or, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a position group that uh, because of their hand being in everything, uh, they're good guys to, to know. So maybe you're right. Maybe tonight relationship is more important than I'm giving it credit for. Just saying. All righty. Player insights. Hold on. on I, got one, I got one more, man. I got one more. So we we had the interview. Yeah. With Jalen? And it was awesome. It's It was so cool to just kick it with him. But do you feel like your guys' relationship got a little bit? I do. I actually do really do. Well, I think, you know, I think I mean, we had a tight relationship before that. But I think right. anytime you sit down for two hours and talk to somebody – uh, about anything, uh, you're going to like become closer from it. You're going to find um, something. There's new. things that I learned in that interview that I did not know before. Um, not just about his career, but just about him. Um, 
it was it ended up being a great way to connect with a teammate and i think we're definitely closer having done that interview no question nice man can't wait to get patty mahomes on here get closer with him it's gonna be the best all righty maybe i'll have the courage to ask him one day all right uh (laughs) go on player insights on nfl storylines nfl Let's let's just put this out there. Let's hey, put Patrick, it out there in the universe. Patrick, do you want to come hang out with me and my brother and my show? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dweeb. Oh I got other things to worry about, Travis. All right. All right. Let's say it. We've been talking about this for years. All NFL games should be played on grass fields. Man, take it care is a joke. Your, take care of your players, man. I yeah, it's it is so ridiculous. My feeling of my body after a game on turf than the feeling of my body after a game on grass. I can only imagine if the game I just played against Tennessee was on turf. Like I, I barely walked out of that thing and I know I, it, it's magnified by 10 whenever I play on turf, every single step in the fourth quarter, you feel in the knees and in the joints and the ankles, at least this is just for me. I um I absolutely I don't think hate. I, I don't think you're alone in this. I think that I, is a I league-wide hate playing on turf. I think it's silly. The ground's harder when you hit it. Um, more more concussions happen on turf because of how the players' helmets hit the ground. Uh, more injuries in general because of the the style of turf there there is. The some cleats grab more. Some cleats sit on top of the turf differently to make it more of an unstable surface, which puts more. Uh, pressure and like strain on your joints and your oh, everything and scientific okay oh, yeah. no for real I've, I've gotten i do not play around with this shit i um i absolutely i count every single game preseason how many games i got on turf just so i can mentally prepare you count you count preseason how many you have on turf yeah so wow. it's i i just i i definitely am aware of which games i'm going into our turf games and on yeah. top of that whenever we practice on turf i am um, oh fuck that if I'd rather practice in sleet, snow, thunderstorm with a chance of getting struck by lightning than to run inside on the turf. People, I keep in mind, hate it. Keep in mind, this is from people that are both over 30 years old and have a lot of uh, uh, built-up <laughs> damage <laughs> the to their joints. I did not feel this way. When, in college, I loved turf. I preferred turf. High school, I thought turf was the coolest was the best. shit ever. You felt Are so you fast. Me? You remember what? that AstroTurf field that freaking Lakewood had? I remember Lakewood, baby. It was like you were, I could run. I felt so fast on that thing. <sighs> and then you'd slide on it, and it would rip the entire first layer of your skin <laughs> off. But we're no longer the only ones that feel this way. Uh, we know now that a lot of guys feel this way. Uh, yeah. Packers, Devondre Campbell. Uh, this is two weeks in a row we've had players get injured on turf fields. I think it's time y'all take some of that money y'all make off of us and invest it in grass fields for every team around the league. The turf is literally like concrete. It has no give when you plant at NFL. I've seen a lot more injuries of guys just putting their foot in the ground and tearing yeah. an ACL on turf. Um, obviously, it's it's liable to happen on grass. I'm sure it's happened before where it's just a freak injury, but there's something about the turf and either the give or how the cleats sit on top of the the surface uh, and just put more strain on those joints. 
it just makes more sense. There's so many more benefits. Even if you just rolled out a fresh, some fresh grass in an indoor stadium, um, there's new ways to get it all to kind of, kind of grow together and mesh together to where it's it's thick enough. There's so many different ways. Way. Yeah. There's so many, so much. They know how to do it out here. We know they know how to do it. We know. I mean, they got UV lights. They got. Uh, they got it rolled up like carpets. There's Greenhouse ways to get technology. grass if they want yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen. I I don't know what all the injury like statistics say. I do know that anecdotally, I know without question. <laughs> anecdotally, I know without question that everybody prefers grass and that people feel much and better with their joints, their knees, all that stuff after I they play on grass and when they play on turf. It... You done? Yeah. All right, and um, I think. Uh, and we know that they know how to do this because with the World Cup coming to the USA, uh, the World Cup only lets you play on grass. Only. And there are stadiums they about, that they are going they care into, about their including, including Jerry World in Dallas, where they are going to put grass down for that World Cup game because that's the only way they do the game. So it can be done and it should be done, in my opinion. It doesn't matter um, if it's indoor, outdoor. We grew up in Cleveland and had grass all year round in our front yard. It yeah. didn't matter if it was snowing. It didn't matter if it was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can maintain grass anywhere in the States. It doesn't matter if you're up in Buffalo, down in San Diego, or down in Texas somewhere. It doesn't matter where you are. You can maintain grass and get it to grow and get it to grow together to where it's a safe surface. Um, that happens the re- all over the world, man. I just don't understand why the league hasn't. I, mean, I, feel, I feel like this is on the PA at this point. We got to well, the PA, the PA is the ones that need to fight for us for this yeah. because the NFL does it because in my, I think the reason they do it is because they want to hold all the events. They want to do it's all cheaper. these other You know it is. Yeah. Well, it's cheaper to maintain. And then on top of that, um, they want to do all these extra events, all of these things with the stadiums, concerts, whatnot. And it's not high school games field as much. Yeah. Oh, so you name it. Um, I get it uh, from a business standpoint, but man, it sucks as a player standpoint. And uh, that's probably why it won't change at all. And we'll be playing on turf uh, forever. Anyways, okay. Let's get to the next one. <laughs> Just Come Saturday. On. My man. Colts in-room head coach. Man, what a headline I did not see coming. This is crazy. This is a crazy yeah. story. It really is. All the respect in the world for Frank Wright. Um, no unfortunately, doubt. didn't didn't work out Super for him Super Bowl champion. There. Super Bowl With, champion. Uh, multiple teams. Great coach, man. Um, yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot that goes into making a good football team, and uh, unfortunately, they couldn't figure it out. But uh, Jeff Saturday being hired, it's almost like the owner for the Colts just walked in to the stadium and was like, "Man, what am I going to do, man?" Yeah, and looked up at that ring of honor and said, <laughs> "Jeff Saturday, I know just the guy." I mean, you you want to talk about charismatic, very relatable? He seems yeah. like he'd be a great leader. Seems like he puts his all into everything, even when he talks uh, on TV or does any of the any of the stuff for ESPN. Absolutely love listening to him. He's a Colts um, guy through and through, so you know you're getting an authentic guy. A guy that cares about position. that city, ingrained in the city. Yeah, you know, I, I I think it's a it's it makes more sense the more I think about it. But at the end of the day, how bogus is it to just hire a guy on the ring of honor and have no coaching experience outside of his high school or coaching high school in Georgia? Yeah. Well, 
he is actually so he isn't a, a consultant for the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, all right. So, so he was already he, in. He was already in the facility. He's, yeah, he's familiar. I think. I believe that that is correct. I think probably he has, a, a has an understanding role. of the team and the players on the team. Um, probably in a few meetings in terms of personnel and stuff like that. I would assume. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still very um, odd. Uh, new. Yeah, I don't want to say odd. I mean, I've never seen this done. I've never seen uh, someone hired that wasn't already on the coaching staff to be the interim coach to finish a season. Um, yeah. not going to say that it hasn't been done. I've, I just Let alone can't recall that somebody getting hired as a NFL head coach that has never had any coaching experience higher than high school and consultant work. But, um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to see how it goes. I really am. They got a great, line. they got a great running back and who is not excited to watch Jeff Saturday finally call plays. Peyton, are we going to run the ball? I know we're going to run the ball. I know one person who's not excited to watch. Jeff Saturday called plays, and that's uh, Peyton Manning. He is not excited about this. I still remember that heated debate. We got to run the ball there. Well, damn it, Jeff. Jeff, you just run the play that's called. You just run the play that's called. Dude, you're we not the run the ball. You don't call the plays, Jeff. We got to run the you ball. Don't, you don't call the plays, Jeff. Well, now you do, Jeff. Now, now you does. do. <laughs> I can't wait to see him run the fuck out of the ball. His, his post-game interview, if they win and they ran the shit out of the ball, it's just got to be like, see, Peyton? What I tell you? What I fucking tell you, man. <laughs> no, this is gonna be awesome, man. I can't wait to see how they turn out, man. I can, I'm, I'm genuinely gonna be invested for the rest of the season now, though, because of my appreciation for Jeff. But just how how much of a zoo the Indianapolis Colts just became. I mean, dude, we switch quarterbacks. In a few weeks. You we bench your quarterback. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. New Heights stamp of the week. New Heights stamp of the week. We give a shout out to anybody, really, but for the most part, guys in the NFL or sports in general taking their game to new heights. And uh, Jason, uh, who you got this week? Uh, I got Derwin James, uh, New Heights that's a, that's favorite. A familiar name. Yeah, a New Heights favorite right there. Nine tackles. Four solo, one sack, and one signed baby. That's right. He signed a baby? He did something that Travis Kelsey wouldn't. He signed a baby right after the game. I don't know if he was listening to the show and found out what it's like to uh, really give the fans what they what want. What did he do? Was it on the forehead, on the arm? Where? No, I mean, he had, the baby had a one. I got to know. I got to know for next time. So I, I signed a baby in the correct because. You can sign I, a baby anywhere. You can sign a baby anywhere. That shit just doesn't yeah, register that? to me, man. I just yeah, can't you can sign put wherever you want. marker. I hate having Sharpie on me. I can only imagine yeah. putting baby it on doesn't a baby. know any better. Baby's got shit in his pants. <laughs> you think he cares about a Sharpie on his skin? What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> you think it's important? Oh, I got a mark on my hand. <laughs> What's that theme song? Was like uh, the. Uh, What's the, was it? Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. anytime. Yeah. That's the way I feel like signing the baby. Baby in the morning, <laughs> baby in the evening, baby at supper time. When baby wants to sign in, he can get signed on anytime. <laughs> Talking about shit right now. <laughs> What the fuck did you? Was that a pizza bagel fucking song? You don't remember those commercials? Was that? But it was pizza bagels, right? 
It was it was pizza bagels. It wasn't pizza bagels. It was a pizza bagel. It was like the the like more hearty version of. It wasn't like the little mini uh, pizza bagels. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think. Yeah, fuck that. Either way, signing is under review. Okay, we just saw in the fucking video that he didn't actually sign the baby skin. He signed the baby's shirt, which I've signed a million baby shirts. Okay, you signed a million baby shirts at least. <laughs> at least a million. Okay. While the baby's wearing it, or just the little onesie sign while the baby's probably, not I'll wearing it. I'll cut it in half. I'll cut it right in half. The, while, while the baby has been wearing it, I've definitely signed a baby's shirt while the baby was wearing it. So you'll sign a baby's shirt? Yes. I don't know. I, I, I cannot know. be the only one that thinks putting Sharpie on a baby is, the, is, I don't know. I guess I might be. I just don't get it. Shout out to Derwin James for taking his game to new heights and signing a baby because Way to go, not, Derwin. not all of us can Way sign a baby. Way to be a great NFL player and appreciate your baby fans. I chose Justin Fields, man. Obviously, he's had a lot of success in his in his career. Um, the start of his career in Chicago, a lot of scrutinized for whatever reasons. 15 carries, 178 yards. One touchdown just on the ground this past weekend against the Miami Dolphins. 17 for 28 passing with 123 yards passing and three passing touchdowns. So four touchdowns all together. Nice Al Bundy night for my guy Jay Fields. Um, and he broke Mike Vick's record for QB rushing yards in a regular season game. Man. Wow. We all uh, we grew up in the era that absolutely idolized Mike Vick. So that, that stat or Human that record right reel. there. That record right there is uh it's it hits a little bit more. And I think uh yeah, Justin, hell of a way to take your game to new heights, man. Breaking Michael Vick's records ain't no easy thing. And um only thing is next time just gotta get the dub, baby. Gotta yeah. get the dub, make it feel a little bit sweeter. Um, but way to take your game to new heights. Way to go, Justin. All right, let's get let's get a look ahead to week ten. The Commanders at the Eagles be the second time playing the Commanders, this time at the link, baby. What's uh, what's different about playing a team for the second time in one season? Well, you know, obviously you've already watched a lot of tape on them. You've played them, so you're familiar. And, you know, usually, I mean, it's an in-division game, so a lot of these guys you've already played for multiple years. So yeah. it's a team that you end up being really familiar with, um, and that also means they're really familiar with you. So – um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. It always is to see if they come out, attack you the same way. Obviously, there's going to be some new wrinkles. Um, but I always enjoy the second time around. And, um, you know, I just feel like I've already kind of watched a lot of the tape. And you yeah. can go into it kind of thinking a little bit more about, um, you know, higher level things, having already done a lot of the grunt work on it. There are some rumors circulating that uh, quarterback Snyder – well, yeah, there's some rumors. I think this is more than quarterback play. Uh, there's some rumors circulating that Dan Snyder is going to sell uh, the Washington Commanders. Um, yeah, who should buy them? Anybody. Anybody but Dan Snyder. I think that's <laughs> the only answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I I don't know what is going on with that organization uh, I know we're about to play him. I'm not trying to talk trash. It just seems like there's a lot of outside noise. There's there. a lot of shit going on inside that facility. Um, Matthew McConaughey 
Jeff Bezos, Jay-Z, that sounds like an incredible contingent. Um, it might be, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. I'm sure Eagles fans would love to play Matthew McConaughey and hear some, you know, awesome pregame speeches from uh, uh You think if he owned the team, he would come down and give pregame speeches? I mean, it's Matthew McConaughey. He's, you, a, he's a great I talker. Can't, I can't take, I would never be able to take that serious if he walked in and You wouldn't be able to take Matthew McConaughey serious? <sighs> Dude, he's, just, a, he's a gem. He is 1000%. But he's an actor. He is an actor. I uh, Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Most pregame speeches are acting. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the one on the field in front of all the cameras. Let's be honest. Right, that man. is that's why i don't like doing them man they just don't feel <laughs> genuine at all all right we'll break him down kelsey got us yeah tonight boys is the night we we become men you almost bought a team once you almost bought the new york mets with yeah uh, a rod yeah. and j-lo yeah almost, almost happened allocation that almost went through man we almost uh well, I almost owned the Mets, man. That was that was about to be crazy. It was uh, through a friend that uh, was managing some of um, A-Rod's cash that I knew from up in Cleveland. And um, sure enough, the connection came together, and we were like, you know what? Let's do it. If, if we're going to make a run at it, I'm down to, to shock the world and become a baseball owner. I've always wanted to you know, have a piece of the Cleveland Guardians uh, because they gave me so much excitement growing up as a kid. And I knew I was never going to be able to actually swing a bat for them. So why not get in as a minority owner? Um, yeah. Dream's still alive if you're listening, Guardians. Um, but either way, man, I uh, I think that I don't really have any connection to the Mets. So that was not like a heartbreaker when we didn't get it. Sure. But it would have definitely been cool to own a team with J-Lo and A-Rob. So do you want to own a team? And does yes. it matter what team? Does, do you want to own one of like the big four, like NFL, NBA, I just want to be a part of another organization. Major League I Baseball? Wanna, yeah, I just I like being a part of teams. I like being a part of the like camaraderie. A, what about uh, pickleball? Would you buy a pickleball team? I would, I would be one of those owner players if it was a pickleball team, for sure. Can't be a player. We're talking about just owning. Not as exciting for pickleball, but no, sure. Why Ping not? Pong. Player owner. NASCAR. Nah. Uh, can't I can't sit there that long and just watch circles? Have you uh, Have you ever been in a conversation of owning a sports team? No, nobody wants me to own a team. They don't. They don't. They 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 think I'm too much of a loose cannon. Every time I've applied, they're like, "Kels, you're gonna say something too stupid." And uh, we can't let you on the team. So, yeah, they don't let me do it. Yeah. Um, anyways, go. I don't know if anybody's going to buy the Washington Commanders or not. I do know that they have a really good team. They have a lot of really good players. Uh, and I hate that they have to deal with the, this type of distraction. But, all right, Jaguars at Chiefs. Jags beat the Raiders to snap a five-game losing streak in week nine. Um, you know, we already played the Jaguars. This is a game I'm looking forward to because I'm not going to lie. I love it when people have personal um, relationships and connections playing in a game. Andy Reid, Doug Peterson. So yeah. many ties from a, being a player yeah. and also being a coach. Um, this is going to be an exciting one. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I want. I love both, you all you guys so much. Are you kidding me? 
Listen. You don't know who you're rooting for? Well, listen, if you lose, it's right. just another reason why we're better than you. But I think the... Another reason? <laughs> what? Don't start this. Don't start this. <laughs> All right. You're right. That's fair. You've All never right. beat uh, the Chiefs since I've been on the Chiefs. That's true. That's true. It's very true. Anyways, the ghost of Doug Peterson is the coming The ghost in. of Doug the Peterson. The ghost of Doug baby. Peterson. Doug he's going to come in with that visor energy. And he's going to put a whooping up on them Chiefs. No, no listen, I'm not going to get into him putting a whooping on us or us putting a whooping on him. I'm genuinely going to enjoy seeing Dougie P. Fucking love that guy uh, just as much as you do. Um, got a lot of respect for, you know, how he coaches his players, uh, yeah. the attention to detail, how much effort. I know how much effort he puts into to putting together a game plan. Um and on top of that, they got a young team that flies around, man. They got a lot yeah. of crazy athletes. Yeah, they're they're a really good team. They've lost a lot of games that they probably should have won, and I think a lot of that comes down to become because they're a young team. Yeah. Uh, but the talent is there. You see it all over the field. Their defense, you watch them play. They're big up front. They fly to the ball. You know, uh, Caldwell has them playing, like, unbelievable football on that side yeah. of the ball. And uh, offensively, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, they got a lot. We just talked about uh, how dynamic their running game is. Um, you know, they're going to be – they're a very, very tough team. And um, I know that they just had a five-game losing streak, but um, they can beat anybody on any day Yeah, uh, without question. 100%. I'm with you on that one. Now, Jason, before we get out of here, it was your birthday. We can't get you out of here without embarrassing you or making you feel – What do you got? What do you got? We got our – favorite listener our most beloved listener we have donna kelsey our mother wanted to give you a big shout out mom we, we, oh. why don't we roll the clip guys i cannot fully you know express the true feelings of joy love laughter and happiness that i've had over these past 35 years i'm you know so proud of the person that you've become not just the athlete, but also the husband, the father, and the charitable giver. You know, your journey has humbled and inspired me over time, where you expect more of yourself than what people have labeled you as. You definitely have written your own narrative. I do have a funny story to tell, though. You were in the O-Line house at University of Cincinnati, and one afternoon you called me and you said, Mom, I need some money. I'm like, what do you need money for? And you said, well, I was sitting in the bathroom, and you know I just put 50 pounds on because I had to become an offensive lineman, and apparently I didn't know my own strength. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so you said, well, you, he pushed himself off of the sink to try to get himself to stand and in order, in order to stabilize himself. And while attempting to do that, the sink ripped off the wall and a huge flood ensued. And my advice to you was, well, don't you know you need to keep your arms and your hands inside the vehicle at all times? But anyway, just a little thing to share and happy birthday, love you, mom. <laughs> With the Undertone shirt on. Love you, Mom. Oh, my on. gosh. Uh, what an oh. epic story. The interesting stories of Jason. The, really. Listen, you got to love when Mom's fat shaming you. It's, it's just the best. 
This guy can't even know. But the real question is, what were you doing on the floor of your bathroom? On the floor? No, I was on the toilet, Mom said. So what's the true story? Or do you were you coherent enough to remember the true story? Or the I was coherent. I, I pushed down on the sink to get up. I didn't think it was. I thought it was secure. And apparently when you're 300 pounds and you push down on a sink, it might come detached from the wall. There you go. You heard it. You heard it from Mama Kells first, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that might not be what happened. All right. <laughs> this guy was blacked out drunk. I was drunk at a party and I ripped the sink out of a wall. All right. Everybody want to hear it? Okay. Is that is it, are you happy now? Do you have your laugh? Talk about letting the whole field feel every everybody know about your Devontae. problems in college last week. This is your way of getting me back. Yeah, mom tell an embarrassing yeah. story of me from college. Happy birthday, Jason. <laughs> that's the best. That's the, that's. I heard that's the best part of being a parent is telling all the embarrassing stories of your kids in front of them. Yeah, yeah. They were not happy when I ripped that sink out of the wall. Though that was, uh, <laughs> I was just a young. Uh, I think I was my freshman year. Um, anybody yeah, that anybody well. out there that has a good drunken Jason Kelsey story from college, please throw it in the comments. Oh my gosh, dude! The legend of Jason. You Kelsey know how many stories of Cincinnati? Oh, I cannot wait. I'm gonna relish in them. Absolutely relish in them. But love you, mom. One, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, mommy. Well, that wraps up the tenth episode of New Heights. Ten. Doesn't it fly by? Ten in. It was a long episode, oh, but it feel God. they feel like they fly by every time. I uh, sure hope you guys still enjoy listening to them. Uh, this is a really exciting week, though, because we have a special interview coming out Thursday with my man Jalen Hurts, quarterback yeah, number one for the it. Philadelphia Eagles. You guys are going to love it. I'm telling you. You're not going to um, want to miss that. And to be honest, all I really care about is that we loved it, and we did. It was a good time. I got to connect with my teammate. I got to connect with my brother, uh, and it was a great conversation. So we're looking forward to that airing on Thursday, so be ready for that. Also, make sure you subscribe on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when new videos drop. And also listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, New Heights is a Jukes original. Presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights for fun clips throughout the week. And of course, as always, thanks to our producers. We love you guys. We appreciate all the hard work. We know it, it isn't easy dealing with us knuckleheads, but uh, we sure do appreciate you making this as fun as uh, we're having out here. So thank you guys. And until next week or until Thursday. Yeah. See you guys next week. Thanks for the beers, by the way, production crew. Thank you. Thank you. Guys.